0: Welcome back to Live, Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This whole deal with the phone call and the objections expected to the Electoral College certification on Wednesday, it has me in a blue mood. Yeah, and I haven't even started thinking about the fact that we're having a tough time distributing the coronavirus vaccine well behind the rates of distribution that we thought we would be seeing now four days into 2021. No, no, no. I'll I'll let that sour my mood later. Right now, my mood is plenty soured as I, well, listen to one hour phone calls between the president and the secretary of state from Georgia as I read an ever growing list of legislators who uh, let it be known that on Wednesday they will be objecting to the certification of Electoral College. Listen, stop, stop. I, I I know what you're thinking. I know what some of you are thinking. I've got a theme on this program, so to speak, or at least a, a rule that I try to live by. If I find myself debating someone with whom I disagree, or presenting some bit of information where there are uh, comparative opportunities, the, the word is "what If you catch yourself, if you catch yourself uh, saying, "Yeah, well, what about?" You, you might want to reevaluate. What do I mean? That there are Republicans. Two from the great state of Utah. We'll be speaking to one of them in a moment. Chris Stewart here recently, just this morning via Twitter, let it be known that it's his intention on Wednesday to object the certification. We'll talk to him and we'll see what he views as the specific reasons why such an objection is warranted. We'll talk to him in about 10 minutes time. We spoke last week with uh, Burgess Owens, freshman member of the Utah House sworn in. Well, I'm sorry, the United States House of Representatives representing Utah. Uh, sworn in just yesterday. He intends to object. So too to some 140 other members of the House. That much we knew going into the weekend. The big update over the weekend was that well let me I'm sorry, let me finish that thought about whataboutisms. The the natural tendency right now by those who are standing in defense of those intending on objecting is, well, what about the Democrats who did the same thing in 2004? Well, what about them? I mean it's an unsuccessful effort. If you look at Uh, The the actions of Al Gore on that day, uh, he he was fair, and he ultimately, the the one who stood to gain the most by things going one way, he he respected his position and things went the other way. As you all know, there never was a President Al Gore. Anyway, uh, that's my last point on the whataboutisms. Uh, Let's debate things on their own merits. All right? Hypocrisy is real. Yes, absolutely. But that is a condemnation for another time. All right? Uh, Right now what we have uh, is in the face of evidence that has yet to be presented to my eyes, which is yet to uh, be presented and sustained by a court, information that has uh, yet to lead to any rulings in favor of the Trump campaign. There was... made it over the weekend, the announcement that some 14 uh, senators led out by Josh Hawley of Missouri, and later Ted Cruz and others, that they will be objecting. Uh, some some of the additional senators, if you care to know the names, uh, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, uh, Oklahoma Senator Langford James Langford, Steve Daines of Montana, uh, John Kennedy of Louisiana, uh, Senator Blackburn Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee, uh, Mike Braun of Indiana. Included in that are are four senators, four freshman senators sworn in yesterday including Cynthia Lummis of Wyoming, Roger Marshall of Kansas, uh, Bill Haggerty of Tennessee. and then this might be a name you recognize <clears throat> excuse me this might be a name you you recognize uh, if you've been a listener to this program, uh, and that is Tommy Tuberville is also one who has made it known that he will be supporting or rather objecting uh, to the results. Uh, and that is Coach Tuberville uh, of Alabama. remember him? We did a segment. <laughs> It was a silly little segment, but we did one on all of those candidates uh, and some of the candidates with some very good radio voices. Some very good radio voices. Uh, Tuberville's got himself a voice. That's a, a total tangent. I got a text message uh, here that writes to me, Al Gore wasn't involved in 2004. Get your facts straight. I, I I understand. What I'm talking about is that, yes, there were objections raised in 04, and Al Gore, when he was in a position to uh, uh, object and take it to the very end, kicking and stream, screaming, he didn't do that, not necessarily marrying those two instances. Uh, thank you very much, Texter. What do Utah's senators think? We've been through what Utah House members think. Uh, Still waiting for uh, an absolute definitive word from uh, Congressman Curtis. And we'll be speaking with uh, Blake Moore later on in the program. Uh, Mike Lee has yet to uh, reveal his position. Uh, One of the positions that we do know uh, is that Senator Senator Romney will be supporting the certification of this electoral college. and spoke about uh, that very issue here recently. It continues to to spread the false rumor that somehow the election was stolen. The he to whom he refers there is Josh Hawley, uh, Missouri senator. Here he spoke about his own loss, Senator Romney, his own loss in 2012. I lost fair and square. Right. Of course there were irregularities, there always are. But spreading this kind of rumor about our election system not working is dangerous for democracy here and abroad. And it's a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous for democracy. That is, that's a heartbreaking thing. But it's also a buzzkill, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, to, to, to break it down, uh, for me personally, I was so looking forward with my glass half full and my rose-colored glasses forward to 2021. Honestly, I thought that as you and I got back from the New Year's break, that... That the... <laughs> the will of the electorate, specifically the votes cast by uh, those members of the Electoral College, uh, would have ultimately been accepted and that we would let Wednesday the 6th come and go, the certification of the Electoral College votes, come and go, without much fanfare. Here's the thing I'll admit to you. I, in the past number of presidential elections i had forgotten or maybe i didn't even know about that certification process yeah i listen i was in washington dc working for a member of the house of representatives when the when the house and senate came together in joint session and certified the electoral college i didn't even know it happened i you know maybe that's because i was looking the wrong way Or maybe it's reflective of the fact that it historically has been such a relatively non-issue that it has never risen to, uh, to our awareness. Well, this year's different. This year's different. Over the next two segments, we'll be speaking with two members of Utah's House delegation. We're going to take a break right now, and when we return, my guest will be Chris Stewart. I've been wondering for some time where he would fall on this issue. He made it clear this morning via Twitter that he will be voting against the certification. He demands that we must resolve issues surrounding voter irregularities, ballot integrity, and security. I'll ask him specifically what he means by that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We're continuing a conversation which, in all honesty, has split in almost half the Utah delegation, the re- Republican members of Congress. There's a big decision to be made by congressional leaders, by legislators at the federal level uh, on Wednesday. And it is when we come back around to that constitutionally appointed date of January 6th when the Congress, in one of its many duties, is expected to vote to either certify or reject the ballots cast by electors in the Electoral College. You've heard me go on and on about this in the past. In years prior, past elections, including elections where I have been in Washington, D.C., just down the hall from the floor of the House of Representatives, this event, this January 6th certification of the Electoral College votes, has come and gone with zero fanfare. It's all different this year. For the third time in history, there will be a little bit of attention paid to this January 6th date. Last time, 2004. Time before that, I think it was 1876. <laughs> 1876, that was a long time ago. Anyway, I put the question to you because, it, well, we first heard from a handful of our legislators here on this program. They have made their positions known. I'd invite you to go back even and listen on the KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services. Have a listen uh, to the various viewpoints on what uh, may transpire on Wednesday. But right now, what's important is what you think. Let's go right to the phones. Melissa. Calls us from Highland, Melissa. Welcome to the program. First, thanks for listening. Thanks, hi Lee. How are you? I- I'm all right. I'm grateful to be hearing your voice. Tell me what you think about this. On Wednesday, if you were advising Utah's members of Congress, what would you advise them to do? Um. Well, I'd advise them to certify the votes. I'm so disappointed in our Republicans. I think if the and our representatives in Utah, I think if the shoe was on the other foot, and you know, four years ago, Hillary Clinton was. Um, asking for this kind of thing, it would be just preposterous and we would all be irate. But now here we have asking for 10 more days of an audit is just bonkers. They've had two months plus to gather evidence and there has not been any sufficient. So what are we doing? I also think it's a very, very slippery slope because we're setting a precedent right now that if you don't like the, you know, you don't like the outcome, you just drag it through courts and refuse, you know, stomp your foot and throw a fit and say, I'm not certifying those. Like, how is that what our representatives are doing? It's maddening. Melissa, f- feel free to, to, you don't have to answer this question if you don't want, but may I ask you're a uh, political party? Republican. You're a Republican. Uh, listen, Melissa, thank you so much for the call. M- Melissa's position there is, is a very common one. Uh, probably, probably there are <laughs> hundreds of thousands, of Utahns, members of the Republican Party who voted for uh, President Donald Trump, who find themselves feeling exactly the way Melissa feels. Are you one of them? Five seven five zero zero It's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, moving on to Randy calling from Kaysville has a view on this. Randy, welcome to the program. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lee. Tell me tell me what, what you think. How does this make you feel knowing that there are some members of Utah's delegation who are not ready to support the certification of this ballot? And if you uh, were to give some advice to those still on the fence, what would you say? You know, I'm just really disheartened, mostly because as a member of this conservative party, I believe in fiscal responsibility. And I think the thing people don't understand is that when a court case is filed, you have, to, you have to make a claim that is valid. And then there are disclosures that are required up front. And all of those things have been reviewed by multiple judges from every jurisdiction. And every time it has come back with, there is nothing substantial here. And the fact that our representatives are now willing to throw away more of our taxpayer dollars on an audit to debate something that has been through the court system, not just once or twice, but So many times is frustrating to me as a conservative. I don't want my taxpayer dollars spent on this superfluous vanity hunt. Yeah. Uh, Listen, Randy, thanks for the call. Uh, That's an interesting point, that taxpayer uh, money going towards the proposed by uh, Senator Cruz 10 day review of this. It would require. Uh, Countless hours of staff efforts, the members of Congress themselves would be on the hook. There may be additional travel. That all costs money. But more important than that, what it does is it pushes back by 10 days the regular and expected work of the United States Congress. Uh, There are some questions around the coronavirus that still need some legislative answers. Right? Uh, There might be some debate about $2,000. Regardless of where you stand on that, I do know that it's in the hopper quite literally. And there's many other uh, items. There are many other items which uh, demand time before Congress. Uh, Time has expired. My apologies to John from Bluffdale. Uh, His comment, though, he's all for Congress, certifying the will of the people. Many other texts I'd like to share with you, too. Time has run out. I'll look for time in the two o'clock hour to share that with you. But when we return... When we return, we're going to look into the historic nature of the inauguration of now Governor Spencer Cox and Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson. That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Dave Cawley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985.